An excerpt from the Book of Promised Poems, written by Azar to Asinia. Poem 55 Until you shared my bed and closed the curtains, I did not know that light could pour like melted glass and paint your skin in dappled shades. I did not know that your face at rest under my covers was worth all the silver I'd ever seen. But the day waits for no one. You laughed when I said goddesses do not sleep in. And you said that you were no goddess. But you laughed even harder when I said that I would be the judge of that. Then you drew me back into your lair of bedding and whispered that if you wanted it to, our quiet morning would last a year so you could have enough time to love me. Welcome to Diceology, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role-playing and the rolling. I'm your host, and with me today is our other host, Natalie. Hi! And... (laughs) (laughs) Natalie, you can't nail... I don't... You've never nailed this. I've Um, never nailed this. This is the part I am worst at, arguably. You got This is fair. I, I, if, if all the things to not be good at though, I'd rather it be this one. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But anyways, our other <laughs> with us today is also our fantastic cast member here for the first time on the pod, Olivia. Hello. I'm Olivia. <laughs> Wait, do I say that? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, you're on point. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's, that's it. Well, uh, today we are going to be playing a game of The Quiet Year by Avery Alder, which might be a familiar uh, name to longtime listeners because we were playing, Natalie and I were playing Simple World by Avery Alder for most of the last anthology. So The Quiet Year might be her most famous game, I think. I think it's her most famous game. On the other hand, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Um, anyways, she's really nice. Um, (laughs) it's a game about building a community up after not exactly a disaster, but a community that's kind of been on the run and under threat. And they have a quiet year with which to build, um, something up. So today we will be continuing, uh, the story that Natalie and I started in Slay With Me, but only kind of tangentially. And... We'll be playing this wonderful game. So I'm going to get into the rules itself and then we'll get started. This is a map drawing game. You collectively explore the struggles of a community trying to rebuild after the collapse of civilization. It's a game about community, difficult choices, and landscapes. When you play, you make decisions about the community, decisions that get recorded on the map that is constantly evolving. Parts of the map are literal cartography, while other parts are symbolic. Players work together to create and steer this community, but they also play devil's advocate and introduce problems and tensions into the game. Unfortunately, our players or our listeners won't be able to see the map we're working with, but I will post it on Twitter, which you can find a link to in the description. But we have we all have two roles in the game. The first is to represent the community at a bird's eye level and to care about its fate. The second is to dispassionately introduce dilemmas as scientists conducting an experiment. The Quiet Year asks us to move in and out of these two roles. We don't embody specific characters, nor do we really act out scenes. Instead, we represent currents throughout and within the community. When we speak or take action, we might be representing a single person or a great many. If we allow ourselves to care about the fate of these people, the Quiet Year becomes richer experience and serves as a lens for understanding communities in conflict. We'll also be presented with opportunities to introduce new issues for the community to deal with. 
This will often happen when we draw the cards or use the discover something new action. By dispassionately introducing dilemmas and then returning to our role as representatives of the community, we create tension and make the community's success feel real. If there's an issue you struggle with in real life, like whether violence is ever justified, introduce situations like that and call it into question. I'm going to read a slightly modified opening um, for our world. For a long time, we were at war with the beasts. Now, finally, humanity has divines of its own, and they've driven them off. And we are left with this, a year of relative peace, one quiet year with which to build our community up and learn again how to work together. Come winter, the frost shepherds will arrive, and we might not survive the encounter. This is when the game will end, but we don't know that yet. What we know is that right now, in this moment, there is an opportunity to build something. So... Let me familiar, familiarize us with our tools. You both have the map up, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're all going to be responsible for drawing on the map. It's fine to draw poorly or crudely, but all of us are going to draw. Uh, we don't have physical dice, but if you'll go to the Google Doc under projects, we will be counting down our projects there. And then there will be a, there's a section where we can write down our contempt tokens because that's in some ways my very favorite part of this game. They <laughs> they represent any tension and frustration that might arise in the community. And let me go down. So the game is split into four sections: spring, summer, autumn, winter, each represented by hearts, diamonds, clubs, and spades from a standard 52 card deck. In the spades, there is the king of spades. Whenever this card is drawn, the game ends. The first thing we need to do is go over to our map, and each player should introduce a detail uh, and draw it on the map before proceeding. Um, An example of this might be uh, a forest young of spindly trees, an old mining camp, etc. And we also should decide um, the size of our community. In our case, we're going to be covering an entire archipelago. Archipelago? Did I say that right? I think it's archipelago, right? Yes. Ar- yes. Mm-hmm. Olivia, do you know? <laughs> I think I think so. Okay. Olivia's good with words. I trust her. <laughs> yeah, archipelago. That sounds yeah right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so we're going to be covering a whole archipelago with multiple villages and a great many people. So our community. Our community is essentially humanity within this fantasy world. What do you think the population is? Hmm. Good question. Like how many people are here? Yeah, like overall on this archipelago, how many people do we think are here? I I'm pretty sure we established last time um, that there weren't a lot of people um, coming from the Northern Island, Um, Mm -hmm. maybe like around a hundred or so. So um, those are probably the people who are like moving here right now. And I'm not entirely sure about the people who are already here. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting like between all these islands, like 10,000. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Small, very small. It's like the, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we could go in the order of our contempt uh, <laughs> section. So Natalie, why don't you put down the first um, terrain detail? Okay. I think I'm going to add... The ruins of the city on the northern island. Mm. Um, how is that? Is that all right? I think that's pretty good. Okay. My drawing's not very good, but <laughs> no one needs to know that except for you two. This is true. <laughs> um, I'll jump in before Olivia real fast just to kind of describe the whole map um, since our listeners can't see it. So there are nine islands in this archipelago uh, with one very large main one in the center that is dominated by um, a forest uh, which is called the forest of flowers due to the fact that all the trees in the forest are flowering type trees and then on that on that main island there are four villages 
two named for the human for human gods um and two named after their relative cardinal location south and west and north of this large island is the island where natalie put the city ruins because that island is where the beasts are from or dominate at least um but it's olivia's turn to put something down can i make a river yeah cool (laughs) um it's gonna be like it's gonna flow from like here through the forest and then kind of down and then it's gonna drop off how's that love it cool (laughs) i'm getting like a 30 second delay on the on the river and i love having heard all that and then to watch it appear on the map (laughs) i'm gonna do like a couple little branches because water is just a cool thing okay um I think I am going to put mountains. Oh, wait, I moved the whole thing. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no, I want the pen, please. And thank you. I love you. Google Jamboards. <laughs> I've never used it before today. It's really cool. Um, I, I'm about it, but I, I am not prepared. I'm going to put a mountain on this. Wow, that is a big mountain. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put three mountains on... This southwest, yeah, southwestern island. Nice. Okay. What does the game tell us to do? Okay. Uh, Next, we each declare an important resource for the community, something which they might have in abundance or scarcity. Choosing a resource makes it important if it wasn't already. If you pick gasoline, it becomes something your community wants and needs. So some examples are clean drinking water, a source of energy, protection from predators, adequate shelter, food. Um, In the past, uh, Natalie and I have played and we've done things that are a little more esoteric, like knowledge or um, magic or, or like the resource can be something a community could need, but it isn't necessarily like lumber, like a physical object necessarily. So why don't we go in the same order? Yeah. That works. Speaking of kind of esoteric things, I guess, um, I think where my mind is going um, is like to healthcare resources. <laughs> um, you medicine? know, both medicine, yeah, applying both to like physical and mental health. Um, yeah. And is that too broad? <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's not that it's too broad. I just I'm wondering, is what's missing? Um, like, if we put down like medicine, is that the practice of medicine, or is that the resource to make? Med- like, are are what mm-hmm. are we missing healers? If that makes sense, like, yeah, like my my mind was going to, um, you know, either institutions or individuals who could um assist with medicine like as kind of a broad like i think we can kind of use the term medicine to encompass a variety of things so yeah i was thinking like healers and um spaces for people to heal such as hospitals or you know community centers whatever it may be is that is does that make sense? We can just call it medicine, and we can, you know. I kind of like it in the sense that like it could be all three, like the places, the healers, and like the medical resources. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. To be fair, this might not be uh, a scarcity because one of these things is going to be abundant for us. So. Yes. Yeah. For sure. All right, Olivia. I think you're up. Okay. I think I have to do something surrounding um, heat, something surrounding heat, Um, partially because I feel really cold right now, but something like (laughs) lumber or gasoline or 
um i don't know if it's like a hmm. you could do brick brick is also a good resource um the building materials for infrastructure i kind of like building materials cool I got there. Yeah. It took me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is the game. The game is yes. getting there. Cool. <laughs> so for infrastructure. So like brick or lumber or. Um, yeah, just kind of being able to make shelter work for you and. So it's just, yeah, so. Building materials in general. That's that's pretty good. Cool. I like that. Hmm. Okay. I'm torn. I'm torn between. I'm torn between like uh, warriors and magic. Ooh. Any any thoughts? I mean, they're both important. I guess it's like more just so what we want to focus on, right? Like, because we'll, we'll yes. probably have these things, but it's kind of just like, what do we want to explore, like in game, you know? Yes, and there will be times where we create abundances and scarcities, more resources. Mm-hmm. They'll come up essentially. Cool. Yeah, I think magic, if it's available to everybody, it is like a much more inclusive resource than warriors mm-hmm. mm. it's like more pervasive mm-hmm. throughout the story yeah okay good point cool magic okay so now we need to decide which of these is do we have an abundance of or and what to become scarcities uh i would say <laughs> <laughs> it's too too hits too close to home but medicine being a scarcity is kind of a potentially mm. where we're at mm-hmm. i gotta say this and this like fucks me up inside i can't imagine medicine being like i cannot like, like i can feel it but i can't imagine medicine being a proper abundance yeah yeah same it it is very scary but that's kind of a reality right yeah yeah okay <laughs> right um I, th- I think i would prefer magic to be a scarcity okay okay so we can have an abundance of building materials <laughs> Yay. terrible place to be <laughs> at least we will be warm we will be sick and without magic but we will be warm <laughs> love it <laughs> all right okay so clearing out the thing so i can go back to reading okay um chapter three the rules i don't know why i've read the chapter on this one and not the first two but whatever um (laughs) (laughs) the basic unit of play in the quiet year is the week each week is a turn taken by one player with play proceeding in our order that we already have established instead of clockwise because we're not around a table because reasons um weeks should take it uh i don't know i don't know how long our weeks are going to take in actual game time but during each week the following things happen the active player draws a card reads the relevant text aloud and resolves it they follow all bold text project dice are reduced by one and any finished projects are updated and then the active player chooses and takes an action discovering something new, holding a discussion, or starting a project. Do you guys want me to go into the rules now, or do you want us to just kind of get started, and then um, we can go into the rules as we need them? Well, I've played this one before, so what are you more comfortable with, Olivia? Um, I might ask questions if I don't know the rules, but I'm, I mean, I can probably just hang and try to keep up easy (laughs) we won't leave you behind don't worry i think no no and you can't lose so um (laughs) 
You've cool. already won. Um, <laughs> I will. I will read one rule because uh, th- this one won't come up naturally. I don't think. Um, so I'm just going to read the rule for contempt. If you ever feel like you weren't consulted or honored in a decision-making process, you can take a piece of contempt and place it in front of you. This is your outlet for expressing disagreement or tension. If someone starts a project that you don't agree with, you don't get to voice your objections or speak out of turn. You are instead invited to take a piece of contempt. Contempt will generally remain in front of players until the end of the game. It will act as a reminder of past contentions. Its primary role is as a social signifier. In addition, you can discard it back into the center of the table in two ways. One, by acting selfishly or by diffusing tensions. If you ever want to act selfishly to the known detriment of the community, you can discard a contempt token to justify your behavior. You decide whether your behavior requires justification. This will often trigger others taking contempt tokens in response. Uh, If someone else does something that you greatly support that would mend relationships and rebuild trust, you can discard a contempt token to demonstrate how they have diffused past tensions. I love that mechanic so much. It makes. I just want to say, like, I wish I could just take a big, like, stamp of contempt and just stamp it onto 2020. Just like, <laughs> I wish I could just express all my contempt in real life. It's about how I feel. You know what's amazing, <laughs> Natalie, is by the time this releases, it will be 2021. Oh my gosh. See, my hope for 2021 is that 2021 is our quiet year. It's just like this year where we can practice having honest discussions and rebuild. And so, yeah, future listeners, let us know. (laughs) I'm just going to, this might date the episode really hard, um, but we're recording a couple weeks before the election. So, you know, you live in the future. Listener, you live far in the future away from us. I hope you're And okay. I hope it's better there. And if it's not, I'm so sorry. And I'll listen back to this and edit it and be sad with you. Um, yeah, it's a... Yep, we're all here for it. So however this goes, we're in the boat and the river is going. And uh, there's some rapids up ahead potentially. But that's how it goes. But that's why we play games. <laughs> this is why we play games. Um, so Natalie, do you want to get started? Yeah. Yes. So we start um, in spring. Mm-hmm. So I start by drawing a card and that'll give me a prompt, right? Yes. Yes, it will. Okay. And wait, you're doing that, right? Uh, I dropped it in the chat uh, on Zencaster. Oh, got it. Okay, I have like a million tabs open. Sorry. Same. Um, same. Okay, so I drew the Ace of Hearts. So my options here are the prompts that I can choose to address are either what group has the highest status in the community? What must people do to gain inclusion in this group? Or are there distinct family units in the community? If so, what family structures are common? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I am inclined to answer the first one. Um, So I think to have the highest status, I would imagine that these are probably the warriors and the explorers and... um, because, you know, we've established this is, there's kind of not a ton of people here yet, and a lot of it's not super established. And so I would imagine that there's kind of a great need for um, people to defend communities and, you know, uh, from things like beasts and, you know, be able to take on the dangers of charting new territory. Um, And so that's kind of where my mind immediately went to. Um, And in terms of gaining inclusion in this group, I mean, there's probably some kind of, you know, apprenticeship that aspiring warriors can, um, you know, take on or some kind of an academy. I don't know. Mm. I forget how much we like collaborate on this. If y'all have ideas, please chime in. (laughs) It gets a little, it gets kind of collaborative. 
Mm. I would, I could imagine there being like teachers, like you said, like you, you're apprenticed Mm -hmm. and then you're like sent away to like, for lack of a better term, like a gladiator thing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Mm -hmm. And then you get like a rank, like a warrior explorer rank. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So part of the game is marking this on the map somewhere. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, let's see. I, hmm. I'm kind of thinking there. So I guess if we're marking it on the map, maybe this is kind of like, a formal institution yeah i'd imagine i'd imagine at least there's like a yearly place to go where you would go to do like the final test essentially at least if if not a formal academy i don't know yeah like maybe on a separate island mm, mm-hmm. because it's like a place to really go and test yourself or True, yeah. So it could be kind of like a voyage out to one of the islands to complete your training. I like that. I do um, too. Let's let's just how about way down south over here? Because why not? Cool. Because it's it's kind of close to one of the you know coasts of the main island, and so. Um, will you label that triangle? <laughs> I will label this triangle. Don't you worry. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> so this is like a, this is a thing that like over time the community like all of these villages all kind of just like agreed like this is their best warrior in the village and she teaches seven students a year and all the students get into a boat and they go out and then they fight the other students and whoever comes back gets a title. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Some Hunger Games stuff over there. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I mean, there are big magical beasts out there. You gotta, you know. This is true. Actually, that's a good question. Is it to the death? Or do you get to try again (laughs) next year? Um. Uh, Hmm. Maybe, maybe like, maybe that happened historically. Maybe it's like one of those things... Like, looking back, you know, you're like, ooh, that wasn't a good way to do things or a humane way to do things. So we're going to alter it a little bit. (laughs) So people aren't, children aren't killing each other. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. If you come up with a good word for that title. I, yeah, I'm trying to think of one. Okay, I'm just going to say Warrior Training Center for now, and then I will brainstorm something better as we go on. (laughs) Fair. Unless either of you have any ideas for what this could be called. Not off the top of my head, but I'll speak up, and you speak up too, Olivia, if you come up with something good. Yeah, if something comes up, I'll for sure keep you guys in the loop. Yeah, just interject. Just shout. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's do it. Um... Okay, so the next part of Natalie's turn is reducing project dice, but we don't have any projects yet, so skip that. And then you get to pick an action. Discover something new, hold a discussion, or start a project. Right. Um, And just for clarity, um, Mm -hmm. does this have to occur wherever I created the thing? No, this can be... Okay. So we're kind of just talking about, like, what is humanity doing on the whole? Mm-hmm. And right. so, like, these projects could crop up anywhere. Cool. And to be to be clear, the premise is that for a long time, humans were uh, on the back foot against the, the, the creations of the beast gods. And then humanity got their own gods and everything kind of balanced out. And humans are kind of on the on the march they're on the growth right um, yeah um and in terms of discovering something can that be kind of abstract like um would you like me to read the rules i <laughs> this, 
<laughs> I was just trying to find that in the rules. Yeah. Um, again, I have a million tabs open. Yes. One of the action types is discover something new. Introduce a new situation. It might be a problem, an opportunity, or a bit of both. Draw the situation onto the map. Drawings should be small and simple. It says smaller than an inch. Finish within 30 seconds. I think Avery assumed we'd all get to sit around a table and do this. Um, yeah. But whenever things, <laughs> whenever things seem too controlled or easy, we can use this action to introduce new issues and dilemmas. When individual characters get introduced, we'll give them names and record those um, on our Google Doc in our case. Some example situations include, there's a dried up well located at the edge of town. Mangy wolves have been slinking around the woods. There's a broken down water wheel a mile upstream. Strange wailing noises come from a forest at night. A self-declared prophet arrives. <laughs> you go. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes, I guess reading the rules was important. Um, <laughs> who knew? Um, <laughs> okay, so... I don't know. What's coming to mind is discovering something new in terms of a conflict between leaders. Cause you know, like we've established, um, humanity is kind of on the rise. And I would imagine that that might come along with some, you know, power struggles and differing ideas about how to proceed. And so I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like an interpersonal and maybe like ideological conflict between a couple of leaders in this community. How does that sound? That sounds good. So there's like, like for lack of a better term, is this the is this like the philosophical difference between like Athens and Sparta where they're like trying yeah. to be the best, but going about it in like Athens in theory is going about it from like a, like an intellectual cultural standpoint. And Sparta's like, no, we just have the biggest buffest dudes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I imagine there's like some type of, you know, opinion where it's like, okay, we, we need to build ourselves up to be a, um, you know, have, have great capacity for things like war and violence. Like this idea of like, we want, we want to be the beasts this time, right? Like mm -hmm. we want, we want to conquer, um, versus we want to live peacefully, <laughs> you know, and, you know, put our resources into healthy communities. That's, 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 these are just randomly coming to mind, but. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, so how are you going to draw that on the map, Nat? Another good question. And are there um, two particular cities or towns? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'd imagine that there's probably some type of leadership on the main island. Like, I'd imagine that's kind of where a lot of um, organizing happens because it's it's the biggest and it has the most people. So maybe we've got some kind of, I don't know, leadership happening down towards the South Village and maybe one happening more towards Asinia's Landing in the North, like just have them literally be opposites. Cool. So which is which? Which one is the one that's like, we're on the, we're pro-military might, we're on the offensive i'm thinking maybe south village because they're like in such close proximity to our like training center down there for warriors i'd imagine they're you know that's kind of affiliated with what they're going for um mm -hmm. and so there's more communication and more like a higher concentration of warriors and training and military leaders and stuff that are probably are down there versus in the north why don't you draw little spears or something by the violent village and like maybe like a, not like a, I don't know if you could pull off a spyglass. I could try drawing a little spyglass near Sinia's landing for like, <laughs> um, uh, for like exploration and like seeing other things rather. Okay. That's not too bad. Nope. That looks like a dick. I take it back. Nope. I'm not going to draw a spyglass. I'm just going to, I'm going to draw a flag. I'm going to draw a little 
flag. Flag is safe. Wow. Flag is safe. But I think it's Olivia's turn. It's going. Um, Okay, so we start in spring, and I'm drawing a card, and I have drawn the six of hearts, which is... Okay. I have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Between, do you want to read it or do you want me to? You go. It's your card. Are there children in your community? If there are, what is their role in the community? Or how old are the eldest members of your community? And what special needs do they have? Ooh. I'm tempted to go with the children question. Um, mostly because I've just been hanging out with several children. Um, but I feel like they definitely are important to like furthering a community. And, um, I would say that they are probably, hmm, I would say they probably add a lot to like the family structure of the community and people probably take care of them, but they also want to like impart wisdom and they want to be able to train these kids up in the ideologies that they have about the world and their family. So it's kind of like the normal world, but also like I would say they probably enhance the world. I like that. So they're, they're held in like a, place of honor as opposed to like the 1800s in england where it's like into the factory with you right Um, yeah like they're they're an asset to the to the yeah they're an asset to the community Um, is like the future mm -hmm. which is very hopeful and you know against how a lot of things are being viewed these days so i think it's kind of a cool twist maybe yeah True. They don't. They aren't shitting on Gen Z over there. (laughs) No. (laughs) So basically, their role is to is to grow up and be. Yeah. Like, I I guess my one question is: like, are children expected to take after their parents, or are they expected to do something new? I would say they're encouraged to do something new, but they are raised by the parents and like they're Mm -hmm. absolutely embedded in the community in a way that um, keeps them in a place and time enough that they have been raised up in a certain tradition, but they can also branch out. Because if you have too much of that pendulum swing and it's only, it's only that they have to be their parents, then that's not a lot of freedom or honor. I like it. Mm. So like the honor comes in the freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of making your own way in the world and being able to develop your own ideologies and yet also being raised with a set of traditions that is fluid and somewhat porous enough to like be able to see where your own trajectory can take you. It sounds oh, lovely. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, I don't know where it came from, so we're here. Um. <laughs> That's pretty much this whole game. It's like, I don't know where these ideas came from, but here we are. And a world is coming out of them. <laughs> exactly. Um. So our project dice are reduced. We still don't have any projects. And then you get to pick between discovering something new, holding a discussion, or starting a project. Um, ooh, we could start a project cool um let me let me read that out okay start a project you choose a situation and declare what the community will do to resolve it there is no consultation about this idea the community simply begins work some example projects include we're conver- converting the mine shaft into a cold food storage, we're killing those wolves, we're going to sacrifice a newborn on the night of the full moon to appease the wind walkers. Wow. Like, yeah, whatever you want to do. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that escalated. Um, uh, as a group, decide how many weeks the project should reasonably take to complete minimum one and maximum six. 
Remember that your um, remember the scale of your community. If you're a small community, it isn't easy to or quick to build a house or repair a water wheel. Do you have the expert, the necessary tools and expertise to do this? Uh, be, but if you have a large community, be generous with your assumptions, and remember that some scarcity and difficulty is still the norm. Um, if a project would reasonably take longer than six weeks to complete, it will need to be completed in stages. And then we'll reduce each turn. And okay. when it's complete, whoever whoever's project it was, they describe what happens when it finishes. Cool. Um, for some reason, potentially dividing up the river seems like a good idea. Um we could also build like a watershed to make it easier. We have an abundance in building materials, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, something about getting energy from water. I like uh, that. We're getting, cool. we're getting there. Um, I don't know if it's a water wheel or something along those same lines, but like being able to harness that energy and like split it in a way that everybody kind of gets some of it because the river is only on one side of the island um, of the main the main island. Um, mm-hmm. And we've got some villages that are definitely spread within the island, like throughout the island. So um so it's about like making that resource equitable and accessible to everybody. Yes. Okay. So is this like, I guess the question is like, are, are we generating like electricity or is it, is it like what water wheels were often used for, which was like milling grain? Mm. Um, uh, either of those would be cool. Electricity seems like a, super cool advancement for our community um so i'm in for that or i'm in for milling grain i mean we probably have a garden somewhere right i mean i would hope i would hope that these villages had some farms (laughs) so is it about food or energy um could it be about both is that broad i think that would be a bigger project like i feel like that would fall under like the thing where like it would be two smaller projects rather than right makes sense so yeah i think that's up to you olivia um let's see what do i have um let's do let's do electricity cool where are we going to put the, um, I, I'm assuming it's a dam. Yeah, which, you know, it goes against a lot of my random philosophies. But uh, you could put it, I'm trying to think of how a river flows. I mean, you could put it at the end here. Right, technically. Yeah. Cool. Oh wow! Oh no no! Race. <laughs> Big old dam. Oh no! Now there's no more river. <laughs> okay, wait. Oh god. Uh, okay. There we go. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a dam there. Um, I would say, and I would. I mean, I I have a tendencies to put it in the middle, but we can go there. That cool. works. I like it. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So that that's your turn. Cool. Um, and I guess it's mine. I drew four of spring, four of hearts. What important and basic tools does the community lack? Or where are you storing food and why is this a risky place to store things? Um Hmm. I'm thinking about the tools. I think some something important is missing. I think I think it's um no, that's a resource. Metal is a resource. Um I think I think the um I think wire is missing. Oh, like, okay. I think it's really difficult to create 
metal in that shape and it's that way it's going to be difficult to move the electricity around nice okay so it's about resource di distribution yeah okay let me put in real fast uh, a damn hydroelectric right right yeah cool and we, we said how many how many turns was that going to take three cool industrious dang um so that gets reduced down to two on my turn i'm gonna put under scarcities even though it's not really a scarcity in the proper sense just wire for moving electricity Um, and then I get to introduce a project, find something new, or hold a discussion. Uh, because we haven't done one, I'm going to hold a discussion. Cool. The final type of action is hold a discussion. You can choose to open with a question or a declaration. Starting with you and going clockwise, everyone gets to weigh in once, sharing a single argument comprised of one to two sentences. If you open with a question, you get to weigh in last. If you open with a declaration, that's it for you. A discussion never results in a decision or a summation of process. Everyone weighs in and then it's over. This is how conversations work in communities. They're untidy and inconclusive affairs. Each discussion should be tied to a situation on the map. When the discussion ends, mark the situation... It is attached to with a small dot. All right. Um, I think this is a discussion held at... I bet... Okay, so at the, like, the... At the, like, the, the Legionnaire realm, which is what somebody, Natalie, named the, the, the place <laughs> where the warriors go to... That was me. <laughs> oh, that was Olivia? I love it, Olivia. It's really good. It's a synonym. <laughs> For a warrior, but it's like the legionnaire realm. I don't know. <laughs> I really like it. Cool. <laughs> um, well, I imagine that like there's a class of of warriors basically, and all the all the masters also go, and like the mayors and leaders of these of these villages from all these different islands, they also come, and so like maybe there's like secretly like it's also a moment in which to not only see who is going to sort of join the upper echelon culturally, but also a moment when all these people meet and talk. So I think somebody, the leader of the South village, who I bet is like, <sighs> I'm imagining like an older, like an older man with like a big, big uh, silvery beard who's got like a big pot belly now, but like, have you ever seen like certain people who like, they were super, super strong when they were young and like, yeah, they're out of shape now, but you still get the feeling that if they punched you, it would hurt so bad. Um, <laughs> yes. Love it. <laughs> so like it, one of those people. And I think he just kind of decide, declares like the South village should get most of the electricity such that we can power new weapons. Mm. Okay. And so every you you guys get to respond in character essentially. Cool. Olivia, if you have anything, go for it, but I can also jump in. I think this man's name is Juno. So I can I could kind of play like an advocate from um uh, what do we call it? I guess Asinia's Landing. If that is that the proper name of that town up in the north? I think so. Okay. Um. Let's see. So I think this this is a woman, um, and she's i think she's a little bit younger maybe in like her mid 30s um and her name is glade and i think she 
probably appears to be of Asian descent. Um, and I, she's like one of the delegates from that sit, like city up there. Um, and, and I think she, <laughs> I think you just get the sense that like, this is a discuss, like they're kind of constantly, there's some tensions there and this is definitely not the first time they've argued <laughs> about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and, and this is happening while they're watching like 17 year olds fight in a pit right like that's the other context right like they're, this is where they're having this discussion mm-hmm. right <laughs> um and i think she just sighs and she's like juno as we saw with the beasts empires come and go we should not allocate all of our resources into training warriors we need to we need to put them into other things um like medical institutions perhaps um and making sure that everyone has warm housing and we don't <laughs> this this isn't sustainable your idea Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I would say I think that Jade is right. But how can we know? And that's the question. So I went last. <laughs> All right. Okay, so that's the end of my turn.